0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches a special New Year's message entitled, Revival and Resolution. Preach January the 4th, 2015. Revival and Resolution. Those who are not revived, made alive by the Spirit of the Living God cannot resolve anything. Resolution to practice the confession. Jesus is Lord. To practice that confession daily. And in all situations until death. So when we baptize people we tell them be faithful till death. Faithful to Jesus Christ. Faithful to his word. To live a godly life till death and he'll give you a crown of life today is the first lord's day of the year 2015 some of us will die this year and will not see the next year our times are in his hand so make certain your calling and election What is the purpose of our existence? To repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and serve Him all of life. The chief end of a godly man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Either we say, serve our triune God, or we serve the devil. There is no autonomy, I said. Autonomy is a lie and a deception. Oh, Americans glory in autonomy. The parents never tell their children what to do. They let them grow up autonomously. It makes no sense to serve the devil, sir. It makes no sense. For he comes to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus came to save us from the devil's tyranny. And give us eternal life. Jesus said I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Friends there is no other savior but Jesus. Every knee shall bow before him. And every tongue shall confess Jesus is Lord for the glory of God the Father. We enter this new year as children of God to live for his glory. That's a resolution. The Lord is our shepherd and we shall lack nothing. Even though we may walk through the valley of shadow of death, we shall fear no evil. I don't know what this new year has for us. But I don't worry about it. We shall fear no evil. Our shepherd is with us, his rod and his staff. They always comfort us. So in this new year let us serve God gladly. Let us stand firm in the faith of the gospel and resist the devil. Let us do good works. As we read in John 9 and verse 4, as long as it is day, We must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. It's coming, sir. We do good works while we are in this world and while we are alive. No more opportunity to do good works. So St. Paul tells us by the spirit making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. God gives us abounding grace to do what he commands us to do. I can do all things through Jesus Christ the vine who gives us strength and who is always with us. So let us consider the lives of certain Old Testament saints who in the power of God resisted the devil's temptation and resolutely obeyed their God. Friends, like us, the Old Testament saints were born of God and therefore lived by the obedience of faith. And you read Hebrews chapter 11, it will tell you that. They were a remnant who were faithful to God's covenant. Faithful in the power of the Holy Spirit. Faithful all of their lives. Not intermittently. Not once in a while. So let's consider the life of Joseph. Joseph was the first son of a beautiful Rachel, Jacob's wife. He received his theological training from his father, to whom God appeared a number of times. He was an obedient son and God himself spoke to him through dreams. At age 17, his father sent him on a mission to inquire the welfare of his ten brothers who were shepherds. His brothers hated him and planned to kill him. They threw him into a pit, but I guarantee God was with him in the pit. And they sold him as a slave to the Ishmaelites' traders. They took him to Egypt to sell and make a profit. But God of Jacob was with him. Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, bought him. He worked as a slave in Potiphar's house. He worked hard with his whole heart as to the Lord. The Lord was with him. God blessed him and gave him success in everything he did. That must be true of God's people. You must work hard and you must be promoted wherever you are working. Especially if you say you are a Christian. He promoted him several times because he realized that the God of Joseph was blessing Potiphar for Joseph's sake. Finally he became the chief operating officer of Potiphar household in about less than 10 years. Then came the terrible opposition and temptation of the devil through Mrs. Petiffer. It was relentless and continuous temptation to violate God's law which was written in his heart and taught him by his father. Friends, you must understand he is far away from his house and country. He had no family there, he is lonely. He is lonely. No family there, but he knew God was omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. He knew the Lord was with him always. So in Genesis 39, we read about the Lord seven times. The Lord was with him. The Lord gave him success. And the word God appears one time. How can I do this wicked thing and sin against God who is with me, observing me, watching me? You cannot push him aside. And in the privacy of your room, you can do what you want. You can, He sees all things sir. and he will deal with you on the last day. The books shall be opened. God gave him strength to resist the devil, to resist temptation resolutely. With full conviction of heart. There are a lot of people who make up their mind in the morning. By noon they change their mind. They wanted to lose weight in the morning. By noontime they abandon their conviction. They want to study hard in the morning. After one hour, they forgot all about it. They want to be financially independent in the morning. At noontime, they are buying on credit. They want to read the Bible and pray. Well, we are busy. We are taken up with everything else. We are going and coming. And we forget about the one thing that is needful. He purposed to please God and oppose the devil and Mrs. Potiphar. So he argued with Mrs. Potiphar. Genesis 39 verse 9. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Friends, every sin is against God. Every sin you commit is against God. And so verse 8 we read, he refused. Verse 10, he refused. Verse 12, he refused to sin. May God enable you to be filled with spirit and scripture so you can refuse the devil. And say yes to Jesus Christ whose we are. He refused and he ran. Losing his coat Luther says Joseph ran without his coat and he said better to lose a good coat than a good conscience. Friends, understand what I am saying to you because the Bible says 1 Corinthians ten thirteen: No temptation has seized you except what is sir? common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And the way for Joseph was run flee from sexual immorality. And he did. James 4, 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. First Corinthians 6:18. Flee from Sexual immorality. First 1 Corinthians 10.14 Therefore my dear friend, flee from idolatry. Second 2 Timothy 2.22 Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Mrs. Potiphar lied to her husband about Joseph Potiphar did not kill Joseph because Potiphar did not believe his wife and because the Lord was with him the prophet Azariah in 2nd chronicles 15 says this listen to me Azar and all Judah and Benjamin the Lord is with you when you are with him If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. In prison, the Lord blessed him. And the warden again promoted him. He said, Christian worker is getting promoted all the time. Because he brings blessing to the employer. Finally, the Lord blessed the righteous Joseph and he became the successful prime minister of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. Friends, Joseph resolved not to sin against his God, his master, his mistress, and himself and his father. Sin is against God and against everybody else. He resolved to please God and he enjoyed fellowship with God and God's blessings. There is blessing in serving God in this life and in the life to come. You study the life of Samson. He failed in his resolve twice and he died. And those who commit sexual immorality, listen to me. Proverbs 5, 3 and 4 and 11 and 12 For the lips of an adulteress drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil but in the end she is bitter as gall, sharp as a double-edged sword. At the end of your life you will groan and every single person will groan. When your flesh and body are spent, you will say, how I hated discipline. How my heart spurned correction. And may God convict you if you are committing immorality. Godliness is the way of lasting success as we live in Egypt or Canaan or Babylon. As the light of the world, let us shine for the glory of God. Secondly, let us look at Joshua. We are considering certain Old Testament saints in their resolution to obey God. Joshua, he was son of Nun of the tribe of Ephraim. As a young man, he learned obedience. By serving as Moses' aide. Moses appointed him as captain of Israel's army to fight against the Amalekites. Because he, Joshua, was a man of discipline to do that great job. He was chosen as one of the 12 spies and he brought a good report along with Caleb. God killed the 10 spies who brought a bad report. We are told in the sacred scriptures Joshua, along with Caleb, had a different spirit. Holy Spirit, sir. Holy Spirit. They followed the Lord wholeheartedly. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. There is no other ways to serve God than serve him wholeheartedly. Joshua succeeded Moses as the leader of Israelites. And he led by God defeated all kings of Canaan who fought against Israel. And his prayer, Son, stood still, and I believe it. In the end this old great warrior counseled the Israelites the only way to successful living. You go to all people. Who walked with God for a long time. They will tell you how to live. Because they are able to see through. Your phoniness. And your lie. Your deceit. Your superficiality. Peripheral walk. So listen to his counsel. Joshua 24, 14 and 15. Now fear the Lord. And serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you. If you don't like it. Then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your forefathers served beyond the river. Or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But. As for me and my household he could speak for his household his children obeyed him everyone else was given by him we will serve the Lord we will fear the Lord we will obey God in Joshua 24 23 now then said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the same counsel Jacob gave. Genesis 35 verse 2, Jacob said to his household and to all who were within, Get rid of the foreign gods you have with you and purify yourselves and change your clothes worship of idolatry idols makes you daddy and when you come to God you must come with pure heart to worship him otherwise he will not listen to your prayer so let's look at it throw away all idols are stinking garbage Idols of Mesopotamia, Egypt or Canaan. Idol worship is demon worship. The devil creates nothing. He comes to destroy only. He covets our worship that he may destroy us. Idolatry friends kills individuals, families and nations. Through pleasures of sin for a little Season, And then eternal miseries forevermore. Second, serve the Lord alone. Exclusivism. Not both and philosophy. A double minded person is unstable in all his ways. Not the Lord and Baal. The Lord alone, exclusive obedience to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ alone saves, and therefore He alone must be served. Number three, all of life, sir, we serve Him. Persevere to the end. Paul finally spoke before his death. I fought a good fight. I finished the race and kept the faith. And Jesus said from the cross. Tetelestai. It is finished. The work God gave him to do is done. Number four. He says choose today. Not between true God and idols. You study carefully. Choose today what idols you shall serve, old brand or new brand. In other words, he is introducing them to what we call religious freedom. You enjoy religious freedom and go to hell. Because religious freedom has to do with what? Worship of idols. You want to worship the true and living God, you are commanded to do so because there is no other God. And finally, but for me and for my entire household, I challenge fathers to say that. You trust in Christ and He will help you to do the job. But for me and for my entire household, we will serve the Lord. That, he said, is my resolution. Serve the Lord, the Lord of creation, the Lord of providence, the Lord of redemption, the Lord who alone is King of kings and Lord of lords. And let's take a look at Daniel. Daniel means God is my judge. It's great to have the name Daniel. God is judging me. He will judge me. He knows all things about me. Therefore I must do what is pleasing in his sight. He comes from a noble godly family. In Judea. Who participated in the revival of King Josiah's days. As a young boy. Nebuchadnezzar. Took him. And others like the three Hebrew children. To Babylon to be trained to serve the king in state service but daniel and others purpose to serve the lord alone in captivity not the gods of babylon but daniel and others purpose to serve the lord alone in captivity so we read daniel 1 verse 8 but Daniel resolved, purposed, determined not to defile himself with the royal food and wine and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. So he purposed, made up his mind not to defile himself by partaking king's food and wine which were offered to idols of Babylon Daniel's God instructed him in the scriptures what to eat and how to prepare kosher food. You read Leviticus 11. And this law was not abrogated at that time. It is now abrogated. You can eat whatever you want. Babylonians lived all their lives in the service of their idols and we are to live all our lives in the service of our one true and living God so 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of God you have no authority to do anything that is not for the glory of God so Daniel prayed and God showed him favor in the eyes of the officials Daniel gave an attractive alternative plan. Give us for 10 days Daniel's diet, vegetables and water. So please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. And God showed favor in the eyes of his officer and gave vegetable and water for 10 days. And after that they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the men who ate the royal food. So the God took away their choice food and wine. Friends, God makes a way where there is no way that we may obey God only. He also enables us to suffer martyrdom that we may die in faith. That's why it is important you must make certain you have done that one thing needful to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Then in Daniel chapter 6 Daniel faced another temptation. King Darius decided to promote Daniel to rule all his vast kingdom second only to him like Joseph in Egypt. Without consulting Daniel his enemies Deceived the king to enact a law. For a month all should pray only to the king. Not to Daniel's God or any other God. Or man. When Daniel came to know this law. He refused to obey it. This meant Daniel would be thrown into the the hungry lions and be killed. As usual he went home and prayed three times a day to the God of Jerusalem, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we read in Psalm 55 verse 17, evening, morning, and noon I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. I'm sure he read that. He was praying to God to deliver him from death. Daniel 6, 10, and 11. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed giving thanks to God just as he had done before. Then these men went up As a group and found Daniel praying and he was praying for God's help to save him from the lions. Those who framed him out of envy reported Daniel's violation of law to the king. They threw Daniel into the den of hungry lions But God sent his angel, the pre-incarnate Christ, to shut the lion's mouth and give him a good night's sleep. God let him sleep in the best mattress. And he rested his head in the best pillow on earth. It is called the lion's mattress and pillows. Very comfortable. Very soft and smooth and all that. Then king threw Daniel's enemies to the same lions and they were killed. The writer to the Hebrews says in Hebrew 11 verse 33. Who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised. Who shut the mouths of lions. Friends we are powerful people when we humble before God and pray. God makes us a way where there is no way because he is the way the enemies were killed at the king's command the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children and before they reached the floor of the den the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones friends we live for a living God Daniel was promoted and prospered because he resolved to serve God alone. I'll speak about the three Hebrew children. The arrogant Nebuchadnezzar was filled with many demons which inspired him to make an image of himself 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide a gold-plated statue glistening in the sun. At a given signal, all were to fall down and worship the image or be burned to death in the fiery furnace. Some informers reported to the king that three Hebrews refused to worship his image. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The word worship Appears 11 times and the word image appears 10 times in Daniel chapter 3. The devil enjoys worship of unbelievers. He even tempted Jesus Christ to worship him. Matthew 4 8 through 10. Friends, those outside of Jesus Christ is not autonomous. They worship and serve the devil daily. They are deceived into thinking, I did it my way. On the last day, King Jesus would say to them, Matthew twenty five forty one. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. That tell us that all unbelievers worship and serve the devil. The three Hebrew believers resolved not to worship this image because it was a violation. Of their God's written law. And we read in Exodus 20. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol. In the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath. Or in the waters below and so on. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I the Lord your God am a jealous God. When Jesus was tempted by the devil, he quoted scripture to obey the word of God written. He used the sword of the spirit in our spiritual warfare to defeat the devil. The sword of the spirit is the written word of God. And we quote it to obey it. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego resolutely defended their refusal to worship the image. And let me read this and you will see the resolution. Daniel 3 16 through 18, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to the king O Nebuchadnezzar we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter if we are thrown into the blazing furnace the God we serve is able to save us from it and He will rescue us from your hand, O King. But even if He does not, we want you to know, O King, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Friends, our God is able to deliver us from this blazing fire, they said. We are convinced of this. Even if in his sovereign will. He does not deliver us. We will not worship your image. Friends their faith was not little faith. It was great faith indeed. Bound they were thrown into the blazing fire. Made hotter seven times. But. God sent a divine being the pre-incarnate Christ to save them from fire their bonds were loosed their hair and garments and bodies were unhurt well let me tell you sir Isaiah 43 but now this is what the Lord says he who created you O Jacob He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Thank God we have a Savior. And we read in Hebrews 11.34 By faith in God they quench the fury of the flames. Nebuchadnezzar claimed he was God. And his kingdom was forever. No! Jesus is the eternal king and his kingdom is forever. He alone possesses all authority in heaven and on earth. Nobody else. Friends, state has no right to impose idolatry upon God's people. Remember what Peter said in Acts 4. But Peter and John replied, judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. The three Hebrews knew, number one, their God was the true and living God. And there is no other God. Number two, they knew the holy scriptures. Number three, they knew their God was with them. Number four, they were willing to die for their faith and live forever with God. In the end, Nebuchadnezzar acknowledged their God as the Most High God and he promoted them. Friends, may God help us to resolve, to serve God alone. And I counsel you, do that one thing needful. Not two things, not many things. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. If not, you are outside of salvation, outside of Christ. Beyond that, you are under the rule of the devil. And may God help us to trust in Christ and do one thing needful. So, we dealt with Joseph as a person who resolved to please God all his life and we spoke about Joshua did the same thing sir you spoke about Daniel he purposed that he will not defile himself with the king's food because it was against God's word at that time Joseph refused to sin because it was against God's word Joshua did the same thing because it is against God's law to practice idolatry. You read, do what is right as Christians. What is right is what is right in the sight of God. What is right and standard is the word of God. And therefore I live by what is right to please God. And be blessed. The chief end of God is to glorify God, to honor God, to obey God, and enjoy him forever. We don't determine what is right. We are sinners. We are incapable of arriving at what is right. Let God be true and all men liars. What is right is the word of God. And God tells us how to live in all aspects of life. So the three Hebrew children, they did what is right. Because Exodus 20 said, you cannot have other gods besides me. You cannot worship an image. And I said ten times the word image is found in Daniel 3. And eleven times the word worship. Worship the image appears. And these three Hebrew children said no. No. Because we worship the true and living God. Who gave us a book. So we read the Bible every day. To understand what does the book say. That I may conform to the book I command you to apply scripture to your life and forget about everybody else it is me it is me O lord standing in the need of prayer not anybody else And god help us to humble ourselves and pray the sinner's prayer have mercy upon me a sinner And so we come finally to Jesus Christ, and He is the one who lived that life which pleased the Father. Concerning Him, we read He never sinned. It was His resolution to please God in every situation in life, and He was tempted. In a way that nobody else is tempted. So let us look at some scriptures. Psalm 40. 6 through 8. And let me read it to you. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. But my ears you have pierced. That comes from Exodus 21. If a slave loves the master... He tells the master, I I don't want to leave you. And you take him and put a hole in his earlobe. It's symbolizing this man loves the master, always ready to hear and do, hear and do, hear and do. He loves the master. And so sacrifice and offering you did not desire... But my ears you have pierced. Meaning that I will do the will of the Father. No matter how difficult it is. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not recoil, Then I said here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll which is the Bible. What's the subject of the Bible? Jesus Christ. Luke 24. The law, the prophets, the writings and the psalm. They all speak of me. That Christ must die. And be raised upon the third day. That repentance and forgiveness of sin may be proclaimed to all nations. So the whole Bible is speaking about Jesus Christ. His person and his work. Here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. Notice I desire to do your will. O my God. Your law is within my heart. And someone said his delight is in the law of the Lord. If you don't enjoy the Bible, if you don't love the Bible, if you don't love God's law, to do it. You have nothing to do with Christianity. And if you conform to the Bible, then you are a Christian. And you do so gladly. Sir, either you do God's will or you do Satan's will. And he deceives you through the pleasure of sin for a season. And then comes as I preach eternal misery. And here Jesus Christ did perfectly obey the will of God. I desire to do your will, O my God, your law is within my heart. He came with pierced ears to hear and do the Father's will. He was resolute. He decided and he did. It is not that he starts and then will not finish it. And you read Revelation 2 and 3. Seven times it is stated to various churches. If you have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is speaking to the churches that you may hear and do. May God give us peers, ears, ears. To hear and what sir? Do. Jesus said if you hear these words of mine and do them. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And so on. And he taught us to pray in Matthew 6 and verse 9. Thy will be done. We are to know his will and do his will to be blessed by him. That's our commitment. Instead you read in Genesis 3, Eve listened to the devil and he said, You shall not surely die. She picked the fruit, she ate the fruit, she gave it to her husband, he ate the fruit when they were supposed to hear the word of God and do them this is our problem too we are all listening to the devil and we read in John 13 the devil prompted Judas and devil entered Judas and Judas went out and it was night he went to betray Jesus and he threw away the money And he went and hanged himself and went to hell. Make up your mind whether you want to listen to God or to the devil. There is always the devil there. And he puts into your head as he did to Jesus Christ himself. In Israel and volcanic stones looks like bread. And he said, why don't you make bread? You are hungry, aren't you? The devil put into his mind. He taught us to pray. Not my will be done. Not my wives will be be done. Not my kids will be done. What sir? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Isaiah 50 verses 4 through 7. Take a look at it. Sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue. He was a student, pretty good student. God himself woke him up. You read Acts chapter 12. Peter was arrested, he was in jail and he was in chains and and he was asleep, totally asleep. And the Bible says the angel struck him and woke him up. And Jesus was woken up by his father maybe around four o'clock. To know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me. The father woke him. Morning by morning wakens my ear to listen like one being taught. There is no other time to read the Bible than early in the morning. God opens it for you like one being taught the sovereign Lord has opened my ears and I have not been rebellious I have not drawn back I offered my back to those who beat me my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard he is speaking about the crucifixion I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting in other words he resolved to do the will of God And the most difficult thing for him was to make atonement on the cross for our sins. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting because the Sovereign Lord helps me. I will not be disgraced. Therefore have I set my face like flint, purpose, resolution. I set my face, therefore have I set my face like flint, resolute, unchanging. I do what I promised. I have come to do thy will, O God, in the volume of the book it is written of me. I am going to read the Bible and do what it says. And so Luke 9 verse 51 asks, The time approached for him... To go to the cross and die and be buried and be taken up to heaven. Jesus set his face like flint. Pastor's translation. Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem to go to the cross and die. And because of that we are saved. Luke 9 verse 62 Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. We all must be resolute, be purpose. We must set our face like flint. There are people who live without any purpose, going and coming and wandering, going in circles. And I say to young people, and some people are turning to God, get counsel and have some purpose in life. You have to have purpose. And you can talk all about revival, but you must have also resolution. You must have purposing. What are you going to do with your life? Get counsel. We have a a very educated church. And they will help you. So that you can go someplace in life. Purpose. But first. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. Jesus himself was tempted by the devil. You see the devil was against him. And he is against us. Don't be surprised when the devil puts thoughts in the mind. Thank God, God also puts thoughts in the mind. As many as are being led by the spirit. They are the sons of God, children of God. But we need to discern which thought comes from whom. If it has anything to do with sin, it comes from the devil. And you say, no. So the devil said, why don't you, you are hungry, aren't you? You've been fasting without eating or drinking. And now it is finished and you are hungry. Well, just command these stones to become bread. And in the volume of the book, it is written of him. And he says, hey, it is written it stands written Bible is my authority it is the very word of my father I must do what it says it is written that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God the sword of the spirit which is the word of God that's why you read the Bible and you fill yourself with the Bible and then the time comes Holy Spirit brings that word to you and you speak out and mean what you say and look at Luke chapter 24 46 and 47 he told them this is what is written his mind is always in the book in the scroll it is written of me this is what is written about me in its essence what is it That Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in the name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. That's why we are here. Christ died for our sins and was raised for our justification. He was resolute. He purposed. I have come, what sir? To do thy will, O my God. John 8 and verse 29, the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone for what, sir. I always do what pleases him. That is written for us. You see, when you obey God, you have communion with God and you have confidence. That's why Jesus said, uh, the disciples left him and he said, why don't you go too? Hey, come on, you go too. But my father is with me. Why? I do his will. You see, when you obey God, you commune with God and you have confidence. There is no fear. Why should I fear? I do what is right, and my God is with me. If you don't do the will of God, you are full of fear because God is not with you. So, the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. Only one time he left. He left because he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The answer is, I love certain people. And you must die and go to hell in their place for their salvation. Thank God that Christ died for our sins and that fellowship was cut off temporarily and was restored quickly notice he commits his spirit to the father and he died John 8 and verse 46 can any of you prove me guilty of sin he never sinned though tempted in every way like us But he never sinned. A sinning savior cannot save anybody. I said Mary the mother of Jesus was a sinner. She needed a savior and Jesus her son saved her. Nobody else died for her sin. He did. And he did die for the sin of any person. Who repents and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. John 17 verse 4 says what sir? I have brought you glory. I have glorified you. Shorter of catechism question number one. What is the chief end of man? To glorify God. To obey God. To honor God. And enjoy him forever. It's not just praising God. It's not just reading the Bible. It is rendering obedience to God. It is obedience that honor God. And enjoy him forever. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Of course he is going to complete. But it is already completed in his mind. And that night he will go and... The next morning he will die. He completed. May God help us not only to start something. But to complete something. That's what faithfulness means. When you speak a word. You do that word. Resolute. Purpose. In Matthew 26, 38 and 39. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. No man can fathom this statement. It is very real. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed... My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away, and it is not possible. Somebody must die for our sins. God, man, Jesus Christ died. My father if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it may your will be done. When it is most difficult to do then you must do it by God's grace. Don't come and say you are tired. When you are very tired you say I will arise and go and do what God wants me to do overwhelmed with sorrow and he prays if possible remove it God said what? No and verse 46 of chapter 26 he finally resolved everything he says what? Rise let us go go where? To the cross he set his face like flint and went to the cross and was crucified First Corinthians 15:3 and 4 For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance that this is the meaning of the person and work of Jesus Christ that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures He was delivered over to sin, for our sin, and was raised for our justification. Friends, if God is for us, then everything is alright. Zechariah chapter 2 verse 5 says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around God's people declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Well, if that is true, why should we worry about anything? Whether life or death. To me to live is Christ, and what, sir? Right. To die is profit. Because God is a wall of fire around the church. And if two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst I am its glory within. Praise God, sir. Don't fear anything. God is for us. God is with us. 2 Kings 6, 16 through 17. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. You don't see that. But it is real, sir. God is invisible, God is spiritual, God is with us, God is around us. We are in God and God is in us. We are never alone, sir. And Elijah prayed, O Lord, open his eyes to see, so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire. All around Elisha. Yeah, that's what happens to us. All around us, God as wall of fire, our protection, and our glory within God. To receive our worship and to direct us and tell us which way to go. The hills full of horses and chariots of fire. All around Elisha to protect Elisha. The man of God. The church of Jesus Christ. God is committed to you. The greatest thing God has ever done is to build the church. The most beautiful and most precious God gave the price of the death of his own son to save us. We are so dear to the heart of God. And John says in 1 John 4 verse 4, You dear children are from God and have overcome them, all the enemies. Because the one who is in you, not only around us, not only glory within, one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Who is in the world? The whole world is under the control of the evil one. All nations controlled by the evil one. So friends, the he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And this God is committed to your salvation. He paid the highest possible price to save us. He spared Isaac but he did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. Heavenly Father we praise you and thank you. God so loved the world. Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her glorious Glorious make her radiant make her to be the most beautiful thing God has ever created and so we praise you and thank you for the church of Jesus Christ the Lord. Lord you came to our hell to bring us to heaven and the truth is we are seated even now with Christ in heavenly places in Jesus name we pray. Amen.